That's a pretty good start to the show, isn't it? A bit, a bit of unmute us so that you can yeah, actually yeah, hear Yeah, yeah, so us. all else will be. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Creative Talk Podcast. We are midweek here in Melbourne. No longer in lockdown. We can actually get out and do shit. That's all over. Actually, we won't be talking about today, but welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the channel. Thank you to everyone that's been uh, tuning in and also watching our crazy antics every single week. Um, if you don't know, we did a whole bunch of new content, which is going to be regular for us from now on. Uh, game time with myself and the boys doing gaming in Fortnite, which Amber absolutely loves. Oh, it's my favorite thing. This is all I hear. Oh, it's sweaty. Oh, no, no, I broke on the video. We're just going to mute her now. Then you won't be able to hear any of it. Anyway, uh, yeah, she's right. It is pretty It is pretty bad what we say within it. It's an R18 kind of show anyway. But if you want to watch that, you can watch it on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, we also started doing live readings on Sunday, every Sunday, uh, and had a massive response. Eh? Live tarot reading. It was pretty cool. We did a live reading for the month of March to actually talk about what's coming up in March. If you are in business and you're looking for some insight, check that one out as well. But today on Creative Talk Podcast, we're actually going to be talking about influences, right? Oh, our favorite subject. <clears throat> well, it is actually. We work with a shit ton, shit ton of influencers and have done for, for actually many years, right? Many years. It would be your your favorite like out of all the people who's your favorite that you've worked with so far so far because obviously it's not going to stop oh. um i actually really like nixie killick she's one of my faves uh nixie yes yeah. the vr tech fashion influencer reality. yeah she's a fashion designer that puts painted reality into her clothing she's one of my faves because she's just so out there and creative and colorful Agreed. and um beautiful person yeah and got a really cool vibe and she's creative yeah so i know if you guys know this but not all influencers are creative <laughs> she's creative something for free she's creative she's super super cool and her family's cool and if and you haven't checked her fashion out you should nixikillick.com i believe is her website but you can go google search her and you can find her stuff did a massive project with her in lenovo a couple months back actually actually it was last year wasn't it year before anyway today though today we're going to be talking about different types of influences the bad ones <laughs> the ones that you shouldn't work with <laughs> or the ones that are actually making headline news as the two girls have done today uh that we will share with you guys having uh, your mic issues sorry to give you some insight into this backstory, these two lovely girls uh, are both influencers on Instagram. If you haven't heard the story, they run an Instagram page called Two Teaspoons. Uh, and recently, just recently, as of like today, uh, they kind of got smashed with a story on local news around how they approached small businesses or small business to try and Cafes. give them free food. Cafes and restaurants in particular. In exchange for posts and content on their social pages. Yeah. Look. During the, COVID. You know or what? Or just coming out of COVID. The amount of restaurants and cafes. Free. The amount of restaurants and cafes that we go to. We could give them. We could <laughs> go and do that, you know. I'm, I can be out there. I know about food. I know what tastes good. I can go into a restaurant and eat their food and say, this is awesome. Let, let's. 
Let's be honest about this entire situation. First and foremost, the girls have great pages. They've got a great look. As influencers, they would definitely do well within specific markets. And if they look after their bodies and their healthy eaters, I think it would be a, a natural kind of fit for them to, you know, work with certain suppliers or products or brands. But that's very different to going up and approaching a restaurant for a free food, which I don't think is the way to do it if you're an influencer at all. And you're right, we could probably do it because we do spend a lot on local business because we like to support local, um, especially during COVID. I think everyone you know, has done it tough over the past two years, especially Melbourne, Brisbane. These two girls focus on Melbourne and Brisbane for the Teaspoon uh, Instagram page that they do. This is the brand here. And this is some of the content that they do as well. This is one of our locals in, in Melbourne. In Port Melbourne. It is. We've been to this one. We've actually been there. I yeah. wonder if they got that for free. Not sure. Not sure. But did the comments pay? are Ooh, amazing. Did you pay? Um, <laughs> as you can like tell, the girls you zero are getting dollars. absolutely a free collab. Oh, that's a good one. Dasha Mackay. Oh, that's a comment and a half. So as you can see, the girls have had a massive negative impact because of what they've done. Now, from our point, well, from my point of view, Amber can talk from hers. I don't think the way they went around this was the best way that they could have done it. No, of course not. I think they could have done it in a much better way, which considering the circumstances of COVID and how tough the um, hospitality industry has been doing it for the last couple of years across the country, not just Britain and you know, Melbourne, but everywhere, uh, they could have actually just gone in and told them that they would promote it for free on their channel. And then just seeing what the owners would like to do with that kind of support. And if they gave them something for free on top of that, then that would have been good. But they could have gone in and asked them or just done it, you know, and actually promoted it for free. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, their pages aren't that big. They're it's not, not like, that big. 10,000 people is not no, a lot. No. And does this feature on her personal page? I don't think so. We've just had a look. It features more on their Teaspoon page, which is only is not even 2,000 followers. So yes. if you're going to go in and demand that kind of collab, you need to have either really big numbers big and numbers. be really, really well known and, you know, I don't know, be a Kardashian where you know people are going to go <laughs> and go there after you've been there or go in there, as Kabraska said, try and do, hi, we're from this. Uh, food page. We run this foodie page. We'd love to try out your food and we'd love to give you some free coverage. We're healthy. We're hot looking. We, we, could, we would like to do that. And then you're kind of setting yourself up for a good relationship. And a lot has changed in the influencer game in the last 15, 20 years that we've been doing it. It's gone from being a really cool thing to now being full-time business to now people are starting to take the piss. <laughs> Yeah. And for me, I think this approach is, is, a, is, I don't think the girls intentionally meant for it to sound bad, but I don't think they thought enough about how negatively that approach would be um, accepted from not just the public, uh, but also the owner themselves. If you, See, if what's you... really misleading about that is, so she's, she's contacting them via her personal page, which looks big, right? Because she's got 4,000, which is still not big in terms of influences. It's very small. But then she's saying, my it's friend tiny. and I have a food page together, which is two teaspoons. And we saw your restaurant and thought it looked amazing. We would love to come and try it out in exchange for some stories, blah, blah, blah. They don't say we want free food in exchange for this. 
but they are not completely open and honest. I mean, it does say we would share it on our personal accounts. Mm. Exchange for some stories on our Collab. personal accounts and post and stories on our food page accounts. So Amber's reading the actual post that was sent from Elle, who's one of the girls in the story, to the restaurant owner. And it's a very genuine message looking to do a collab telling him that they have another food blog tagging in that page and also outlining what they'd like to do what they don't say there as amber was saying is that they would like it for free yeah that they talk about it being a collaboration now collab can be taken in many ways but if you want to get paid for something say it say the right say what you're going to do if you want to get it for free for something again say what you will offer yeah so that the owners of the businesses actually know what the hell you're going to do because um just saying you're going to do a collab it's too broad, too general. Uh, and then the other side of it is the audience is really small. Yeah. Like tiny, like 4,000. I've got more engaged. on my Twitter and I still don't go up to people asking them for free stuff. I pay for everything local because I want to support local. And I still will even after COVID's gone because I think it's just a good thing for us to help the economy and to help local business. If you look at that article and look further down with where... Um, the owner is talking to them yeah he was like the owner's stories also here as well how he has um replied to them saying that it's been the toughest couple of years what he's gone through personally as a business owner it's a very heartfelt reply actually that took some time to tell the girls the real truth and that you know any meal really does make a difference of whether he keeps the doors open or closed yeah. Uh, and that's something the girls obviously didn't take into consideration, right? I, I think they were just doing something to try and exactly. reach out and it's build the, their page. I mean, they should have just said, we'd love to come in and visit your restaurant and give you some free coverage. We know it's been hard lately yeah. with COVID because yeah. he's talking about that. And they would know, um, especially in Melbourne. We know it's been a hard time, but we would love to come and support you and give you some free coverage and, of course, pay for our meal. So that's probably the approach that they should have taken especially in these times and then the owner might have given them a free dessert or a free drink or, or free, free coffee something, or right? free yeah and then yeah. they pay for the rest and then that would have set them up to be to have a better um exchange yeah but not, it wasn't the case and unfortunately now for these girls they are getting brutalized on their social media both on their personal pages and on their two teaspoon page which i just need to say it has three o's so if you're a foodie and it's not that that's a big problem, but if, yeah, anyway, I'll get over it. Um, I would, I would have suggested the girls should have approached this differently. I think they were being genuine in what they were trying to do in a collaboration, but I don't think they did it in the right way. And I don't think they were doing it to try and build a relationship which all these things now in the influencer age is all just about getting paid. Everyone just wants to get paid to do something really yes. dumb and boring and stupid that adds wow. no value. So we when, know about that. Well, we do, but at the same time, we try to mitigate that from actually happening. Like the point of us actually working with influencers and working with brands and being that middle ground is to actually make sure that it's a win-win. It's got to be a win-win for them and for the business, yeah. for the creator and the business, and also for the people who follow them. It's not just about the creators. It's about the whole ecosystem with influencers because they are supposed to have influence, which not all of them do as well. And so 
you know, I would suggest that there's a lot of ways that these girls could have approached it. They could have done it differently, for sure. Uh, but now they're having to deal with something which they probably didn't plan for, which is the backlash, the backlash from everyone looking at all their stuff and basically making some crazy, crazy responses. Looks like the cost you zero dollars. And their, their coverage on this is actually bigger than their actual post that they've ever had. So it's quite interesting to see that something negative is turning into something massive for them. <laughs> Delete your account. <laughs> so many rude and disgusting people commenting. And it's true, like they're getting absolutely swapped, like slammed, slammed. Um, and they've even come out with an apology themselves. You know, they are trying with their best intentions to try and help restaurant and business owners. And they even say that they have actually paid for the majority of the posts on their social. They've done it themselves. But it's kind of too late. Too late now. It's kind of too late, girls. Kind of too late. Like the damage is done. The owner's gone out. The press is out. And this is why in the influencer stage, there really does need to be someone who is betting for both sides and who can actually see what the influencer has what but the then business again, is trying to do and then try and make it work so that's, that, ideally that's what it should ideally be. that's what it should be but there's a lot of really bad agencies out there that are managing influencers that we've actually contacted in the past Yo, what's up timmy how are you brother um hi tim thanks for joining in bro we're talking about your favorite subject Tim's an today influencer influencer if you want Timmy to be your influencer oh, yes. or videographer, the man is very talented. I would suggest that you reach out to him. That lovely long hair of his. You still have your long hair, brother? You chop it off. Anyway, you can you can tell us. Anyway, so what I was saying is that yes, it needs to be somebody who can manage things things from both sides. So that requires a good agency. Mm. But the agencies, some of them are ripping off both parties because they're charging such a massive fee to work with the influencers. And I think what I feel is that they're telling their influencers to put their prices up because they're taking this massive fee, right? Hey, Carl, and, how are you, brother? And Thanks for stopping in, my man. They're not actually... Always working. But not listening. <laughs> I'm listening. Always working, but not listening. Where's your tutting us? Don't do that. See, now I've lost it, and I have to go to a meeting now. No. Um... <laughs> What and that's today's podcast, people. Thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> Emma's got to go. I've got to go to a meeting in seven minutes. No, what I was saying yeah. is that Wrap it up. Wrap the it up. influencer agencies have got a lot to answer for. So these girls are probably going out on their own because they're not big enough to go with an agency. Correct. So they're at fault here. No one would want an influencer with 4,000 followers. <laughs> but the agencies are the ones that are setting this tone of you should get paid for everything, which I don't think influencers should get paid for everything at that exorbitant cost, especially for one person that we were quoted recently, which was $16,000 for one TikTok. So I don't think it's, I don't think a lot of those things are worth it. Look, things have changed though. When we first started, we could have really serious discussions with influencers and content creators by just supplying product and product was the cost that you would give from a brand in order to get the content. Now shit is so much different. Product means nothing to these kids. No, because they've got everything nothing. already. It's all about money. And and rightly so, if they build up a massive following, they should be paid. And if they do have engagement, and I, I mean real engagement, not fake. Not fake. Because at least 
85% of the influencer market is fake. Unfortunately, there's a lot of fakeness out there, which is why I need good technology to tell you whether it's fake or not, which we use. That's the other side of the story. So you have agencies and influencers will tell you they've got these massive audiences and massive reach. Yeah. And we put them into our tracking system. We can see how many (laughs) fake followers they have from Bangladesh. Yeah, or Brazil. (laughs) Where they don't even speak English. And there's someone that's like, you know, in in Melbourne and suddenly they have like 80% audience in Brazil. Like how how the fuck did you get 80% of your 100,000 audience in Brazil? Yeah. You faked it. That's how. And we know that because that's what the technology tells us. So those are the things that have changed. The kids are growing up thinking they can make shit tons of money. Everyone wants to be in Agencies are now pushing influencers, telling them that they can make shit tons of money, which then results in brands trying to pay huge amounts of money for things that just don't really work. And, you know, we've, we've worked with and talked with brands that have tried massive influencer approaches and they just haven't worked. And th- these are the reasons why, because not every influencer has influence and not every influencer that does have high numbers has good engagement and even less influencers can actually help you sell your product even less very small portion of the market sometimes it's just better to do traditional digital advertising i think the combination works yeah you need it you need all the touch points so you need to be you need to think you you can't put all your eggs in one basket need to do a bit of both but because your money probably won't spread that far you got to really think about who you're going to be where you're going to be spent 100 percent. yeah you can't do it's an interesting space we were in at the moment the digital landscape has really taken over the old school approach of tv radio and digital social media is now massive which is why influencers are such a key component but coming up next five to ten years everything's moving into a one-to-one virtual landscape what the hell is going to happen there? In the metaverse. <laughs> metaverse. I am Dr. Evil in the metaverse. Anyway, with that, um, <laughs> I will have to end the podcast. So, look, if you have any questions around influencers, how to work with them, why to work with them, uh, hit us up on our channels. We will be able to help you with any questions that you may have. Amber does actually have to go to a meeting, which is really <laughs> funny because that's never happened before, but it has today. And it's going to be about influencers. <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> but if you have any questions, hit us back on uh, Creative Talk Podcast. We'll be dropping episodes every single week. Maybe next week we should share some agency secrets on oh. influencers, like the, the bad agencies. Because today we talked about bad influencers. Mm. Next week we might talk about bad agencies. But that's kind of negative talk. I like positive shit. Yes talk about like going to your meeting on time yes and being prepared <laughs> obviously with three minutes to go i'm very prepared Sakaf, tim thanks for dropping in brothers thanks for tuning in and watching amber run away to go to her meeting if you have any questions for us by all means hit us up and follow us on spotify youtube twitch and we Instagram. will definitely see you guys again soon you take care thanks so much for tuning in bye